How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Deep Zone Pod, bringing you up-to-date sports talk news from around the NBA, NFL with hot topics, trade news, playoff and draft discussion, debates, you name it, we got you covered. Unfiltered with hot takes on your favorite teams and players, some you're going to like, and, well, others not so much. The Deep Zone Pod has you covered for all your hot sports news. Just remember, this shit's unfiltered. What's up, guys? This is Tavon here with the Deep Zone Podcast with Mark and Jake. We got some exciting things going on right here for the NFL. Week four um, games that's coming up right here. We're getting our predictions for Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football. How you guys doing tonight, um, especially Mark, Jake? How, what are you guys expecting for week four of the NFL? And are you excited for this one? Yeah, definitely excited. Um there's a few stinker games, but overall, I think there's going to be some good games. And no matter what the games are, I'm just uh, happy to see football because if you already know and you guys have been paying attention, some COVID, a couple teams are having some COVID issues. And I hope this can keep stay under control because if not, man, I could really see this getting bad and we have to stop football. Yeah, that would not be fun. I, I really don't hope or I really hope it doesn't get to that point, but. I don't think it'll get to that point. They're already talking about rescheduling a few games and stuff. So it seems like they kind of have a plan, but if that keeps happening, it's going to be pretty, get pretty ugly, especially in football when you don't have that many off days and stuff. So we'll see how they kind of handle that. But like you said, I'm definitely getting pretty excited for the week four games. Yeah. And it was a very, very particular moment, especially during the morning time uh, with the Titans and the Vikings, pretty much with the COVID situation, hopefully, they do reschedule the game, and we can get some exciting football later on in the season. But I want to get your guys' thoughts, quick thoughts, before we move on to our first topic of the show. Um, what do you got thoughts about the Monday night game between the Chiefs and the Ravens? It was a good game, exciting game. Um, what are your guys' thoughts about it? Um, For me, it's kind of just, you know, what, I, what I've always thought was going to happen. I feel like I said it, gave my – opinion on the last episode when we talked about specifically the Monday Night Football game of the Chiefs and Ravens. I kind of knew how the script was going to go. The Chiefs would get ahead. Um, the Ravens are not a team who's built to play from behind. Lamar stinks at passing the ball. I'll continue to say this. I will bet money on them anytime they play a team that's pretty much as good as them or close to as good as them because if they're if they have to play from behind – and Lamar has to throw the ball, they're screwed. He stinks. He should change to running back, or they should tank for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. He's terrible. He threw for under 100 yards. He's not good. Uh, I think we need to just get off this hype train of Lamar. <laughs> um, Jake, I got to If you were to be against every game against a good team, you would have lost a lot of those bets because he's like 21-1 and one against every team other than the Chiefs where he's 0-3 all time. He literally just can't beat the fucking Chiefs and Mahomes. So, as he even said, they're his kryptonite. But playoff games, yeah, you win your money. But regular season, he's going to be most people other than the Chiefs. I mean, he's proved it. Like I said, he's off. He lost one game other than to the Chiefs. So, he's proved he can be virtually any team but them. If he can ever get over that hump, I don't know if he's ever going to, but it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, the game overall, it was – we kind of all discussed it. I was I was on the Chief bandwagon, and then as we kind of were going on the pan, or the, the podcast last week, I kind of just randomly changed to the Ravens, and that clearly was the wrong decision. Well, for me, it's just the Chiefs and the Ravens were just a really exciting game. Only 
seen or catch a glimpse of the um, second half, so I don't really have much to say about it. But just know Ravens struggled tremendously on the offense end, like you said, Mark, and pretty much Lamar Jackson. Um, guys that his go-to guys was pretty much took in a way. Um, Chiefs basically found ways to basically score up the field. And again, as you said, Ravens does a terrible job basically getting back into the game, especially when they're down big. Um, and you just couldn't rely on your running game anymore. You got to rely on basically the arm of Lamar Jackson. He certainly did not deliver um, to basically end it off. And even with the remark of the game, Lamar Jackson saying, Chiefs are our kryptonite 100%. And they are going to be. I don't know about the AFC Championships um, game anytime soon with those two teams being it. Only one team, but not certainly not the Ravens. But let's move on now to our Thursday night football game. The toilet bowl, or the second toilet bowl of the Thursday night football games. And I mean that sincerely after seeing the Dolphins and the Jaguars being one of the two teams. But this is one of my teams right here. The New York Jets going against the very injury-ridden Denver Broncos. Um, my first question to you guys is mostly, who in the hell is the Broncos starting at quarterback, and why not stay with Driscoll or Bortles? I mean, raise your hand if you know who the hell Brett Ripon is, because I don't. I mean, I <laughs> I just don't. So I, I, I would imagine they're not staying with Driscoll because he's fucking trash too. So they're probably just in tank for Lawrence mode. They're like, hey, this guy's at least not anywhere good. So we can just say, hey, well, everyone's hurt on our team. See what this guy got. Maybe he turns into some value. Probably not. And they have something to trade later on the season. But I, I think they're in straight just fuck it mode. It's week four, and they're, they've lost their best players consistently week after week, and it's not going anywhere with that. I think it's – kind of just tank for Lawrence or get as high as in the draft pick as you can and see what you can do. And if they, if they get Lawrence with that team, it's going to be insane. And they can also just trade and lock for some pieces as well. And if they don't get up to law or up to Lawrence, they can still get a damn good, another piece to add to this team. And once lock and everyone gets healthy next year, they're looking like a lunch other team as well. It could be the kind of like a, like a situation with the Niners where they kind of just, everyone got hurt or Garoppolo got hurt. And then they ended up getting Bosa. And then that was like the last ingredient they needed to kind of get over that hump. So, it might be a kind of a blessing in disguise, but we'll see. Mark, yeah. I go to you. Yeah, um, pretty much a lot of what Jake said. This team, the Broncos, is in fuck it mode. Um, they lost Von Miller to a freak injury. Everyone knows he's their best player. He's been their best Jarell player. Casey. Yep, Jarrell Casey, uh, Cortland Sutton, um, Philip Lindsay, uh, Bradley Chubb has been in and out. Uh, they don't have their number one corner. Their team's just injury riddled, just so unlucky with injuries this season. And pretty much like Jake said, I'm, oh, and Drew Locke as well. And like Jake said, I think they're pretty much in bucket mode. They're just trying things out. Maybe this ripping uh, kid ends up being good. I doubt it. Probably going to be dog shit. He was undrafted. <laughs> the chances of an undrafted <laughs> quarterback being something, uh, is pretty slim chance to none. I mean, the closest thing I can think to like a non-drafted rookie quarterback or, or a young quarterback is obviously Tom Brady. And even with then, I think he perfectly fell into Bill Belichick's hands and it was kind of just a match made in heaven. So I don't really 
know who this guy is. I know he played at Boise State. Uh, the last quarterback I remember from Boise State is Kellen Moore, and now he's the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, who still have jack shit offense. <laughs> no. Now, I want to follow that question as well, and I'm pretty sure we all know the Broncos pretty much in injury room and pretty much don't have much option at this um, at this time, especially with all the injuries that's on the defensive end and offensive end. But why not go with the more experienced Blake Bortles compared to these other quarterbacks that's out there? I think he's still getting used to the team. He just signed, I think, middle of last week or just right before the game last week. So I don't think <laughs> – He's one incorporated into the offense at all. And he's still got to learn the playbook, and he's not a guy that you just kind of plug and play. Uh, it's just not right. like Bortles is. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't even know if he's going to see the field, quite frankly, in the position they're in. I think they signed him in hopes they maybe won last week and they can kind of hold kind of ship until Locke gets back and maybe they get back in the playoff run. But now that they lost even more guys and they lost last week and now they're playing the Jets this week, and if they lose to the Jets this week, it's – you're fucking. You're just done. It's done. That's it. So I think that's kind of where they're headed. Well, guys, the Broncos are going to be in a tough bind right here, but not has a tough bind. Has the stinker in New York. The New York Jets right now, zero and three, same position as Denver Broncos, but again, with most of their players intact, some injuries, of course, but right now the Jets is not playing good. It's more due to the offensive end. Jets right now. I think ranked 30th um, in offense, um, basically in just terms of um, moving yardage and everything. Is it time for Adam Gase to get the hell up out of here? Mark, I'll start with you. You watch rap battles, Tavon? I do, unfortunately. And I know you, what you're probably about to say. DNA, what's my slogan? Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's time to go. Pack the bags. This guy... <laughs> is terrible. I know you're a Jets fan. I don't know what the hell you guys were thinking. Obviously, everyone knows with the Dolphins, he caused so many players to want to leave that organization. They got rid of JGI. Um Jarvis Landry has been open to say he pretty much demanded a trade because he wanted nothing to do with that team if Adam Gase was going to be involved. And now you kind of got the same situation mm -hmm. with the Jets. Jamal Adams wanted the fuck out of there. They got rid of Leonard Williams. Um, they picked up Le'Veon Bell. And then two weeks into the season, they pretty much was saying that Adam Gase wanted to trade him, bench him, get him the fuck out of the uh, off the team. Um, you look at Sam Darnold, who got drafted there high, and he had so much promise. He was expected to be so good. And I don't – he literally turned him into – a shit state. I, I, he literally looks like the worst quarterback in the league, and I don't think he's that bad uh, personally. So, yeah, I think the Jets got to get rid of him. They got to move in a new direction before it gets worse than it already is. I mean, when you just look at this team, it's definitely the worst roster in the NFL, even without injuries like some of the teams like the, the Broncos. This, this team is just terrible. Uh, there's no talent. I don't see it. Yeah, and a lot of that doesn't Jake, always fall on him. Uh, a lot of that doesn't always even just fall on his shoulders. Like, obviously, it's the GM's kind of job to put talent on the field, but it's also your job to kind of elevate players as well. And obviously, you said he's not elevating fucking a cheeseburger out there to his mouth. He's not doing shit. He can't do anything. Like like you said, there's nothing he can do that can save his job at this point. He's 
he's just trying to get a job in the NFL, quite frankly, again next year with another team. He's not, I don't see him ever getting another head coach job, at least not in the near future. He's going to probably have to go be an OC somewhere and kind of make his way back through that. But ever since this guy left Peyton Manning in the Broncos with the that Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl run and he got to go to the Dolphins and now the Jets, he's literally had bottom five, I think, offense every single season. And he's known as like an offensive guru and all this. And I know you said they were ranked 30th in offense. Um, Tavon, they're actually ranked third and second. So fun times there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, good stuff for the jets out there in New York, but yeah, I mean, when you got Frank Gore taking 85% of your carries at what is he now? 40, 43, <laughs> 40. I don't know what he That's is. A grandpa doing. right there. <laughs> I don't know how he'd be I'm kind of guessing, but he ain't, she should not be getting that many carries in a season, but. It is what it is. I mean, the Jets are – they don't have talent, and that's what, that's what it comes down to. They're literally having to give people like that the carries and the touches, and that's not going to win you games. But, yeah, it's a new system there. It's a whole new coaching staff, and once again, the Jets are looking for whole answers again. And in great grief, I think um, Adam Gase is, more importantly, the most person to um, blame or the – person to really blame for all this. I mean, offense has been stagnant. Um, it's not much opportunities going down the field. Then again, injuries does happen. And it's not much talent in general. Um, blame that more on the GM, basically not adding talent, but also has a supposed offensive guru. Um, pretty much nothing has been working for the Jets so far. And the only thing they can really fall back on and not even really working to it to a point is basically their running game. And Frank Gore is leading it with Le'Veon Bell being injured and their rookie running back being injured and pre-line. The Jets offense is a stinker. The lead wide receiver right now is Braxton Burroughs. I don't even think a mid like he's literally a five nine midget. That was a place kick, um not even place kick, a punt returner or a kick returner for the Patriots. So, literally, he's our number one receiver as of right now, besides from Jameson Crowder, obviously. But he hasn't been performing really well. So, it's really on Adam Gase to basically try to elevate his team, try to see if he can get anything, especially being the well-known offensive guru that he is. But it's been a sham for ever since last season. So, I I really think he needs to go, especially if they lose to the Broncos. 100% he should go especially as an injury-riddled Broncos team, by the way. Um, third question going right here. Who needs the number one pick more, the Jets or the Broncos, guys? Mark, I'll go with you. Um, who needs it more? Definitely the Jets. Um, n- not even, in my opinion, to draft Trevor Lawrence. I think they can do so much with trading that pick and – getting more picks or acquiring players, but most likely if you're going to trade the pick, you're going to look to get picks in this upcoming draft and future drafts. Um, now, do you hit on those picks? Maybe, maybe not, but I would rather take the chance and just taking one player. While I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a future top five quarterback in the NFL, I don't think as good as he is, he will be able to change that roster. I mean, they'll probably have to get him some talent, which I'm sure they will. But that team, man, is so bad. And I think they need that pick more. Me personally, I'd rather see a team like the Broncos get the first pick over the Jets because if 
they take Trevor Lawrence, his future will be in better hands. And I just hate seeing quarterbacks get stuck on these dumpster fire franchises. No offense to your Jets, but they, they've been a dumpster fire for a while. No, I, I get it. It's all right. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I get it. No, they, they, it. they are a dumpster fire. But if you think about it, the Broncos are actually been a pretty dumpster fire in their, in their own right with kind of just development of QBs. And you think they'd be kind of better with that with all the way there. But they haven't been. I mean, Trevor Lawrence would just knock any developmental kind of processes that you have with your team. He's going to be a damn good quarterback regardless. So I I was I was on the train of selling selling the farm for or selling the pick for the farm for kind of just running around Darnold. But I've always been kind of on the fence with Darnold. So I'm kind of just really on the fence with that as well right now. I mean, I'm, I don't know what the Jets are thinking, but I'm sure they're kind of taking this year to see what Darnold can do and go from there because you can trade him as well. Maybe some teams will look at him, but – They'd be interested. I mean, quite frankly, whoever loses this game is in some trouble. I mean, for their position, they're in good kind of position because they're going to lose a lot of games. I mean, whoever ends this game with a loss, I mean, for like the Jets, you got just tough games all up until like week about nine or ten when you've had basketball games with Miami. Your easiest game up until then is probably the Chargers or the Cardinals, who are both just solid teams with young QBs. I mean, other than that, Patriots, Chiefs, Buffalo, you're not winning any of those games. So, I mean, I could see the Jets really just go in tailspin and really be about 0-10 when they face the <laughs> face the Dolphins or same with the Broncos. Like they're, they have the same kind of thing. They play the, they play the Jets this week, but then they play the Patriots and they play the Dolphins. They could win that one, but then they play the, uh, the Chiefs and then they have a bye and they have a couple uh, tough games after that. So whoever loses this game is quite frankly, probably going to be in that position for number one pick. I, I really think that we're about to have a defeated season, guys. Oof. That's how bad it is. All right. I'm talking about Detroit Lions defeated season like actually 0 and 16 the kind of season 100 percent i don't think we have any talent whatsoever yeah we have uh qb i don't think this is bad or in, in any sense but i don't think we have any defense to basically play against any team in the nfl right now we don't have no speed to basically stop anybody in the running game nobody's really stopped in terms of playing routes um against wide receivers we're just like literally just bad. Like I don't know what else to say. And number one picture definitely go to either the Jets, um, for sure. Um, Broncos kind of needed more importantly just due to the injuries and just basically saying, fuck it, like let's make sure that we get um a secure spot in the draft and basically draft a um player that we will most likely need or have a position need, but the Jets really needed more in terms of talent. So we're gonna move on from the Thursday night game and move on now to the Sunday night football game between the Eagles and the 49ers. There was a lot of questions between the two teams. 49ers basically injury riddled, um, especially through week one. And then you got the Philadelphia Eagles who is, I mean, not week one, week two. And you got the Eagles with um, growing concerns about Carson Wentz. Do you guys think Carson Wentz right now is regressing? Is he overrated in some sorts? Do you think the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles, especially after the Super Bowl run? And also, when will we see Jalen Hurts at quarterback if Carson Wentz continue his play? Jake, I'll start with you. I think I said on last podcast, Carson Wentz fucking sucks. This dude's not good anymore. Maybe he's good, but he's playing like a freaking just scared for his life. He doesn't look comfortable in the pocket, and now he's going to go play the Niners, who have one of the better pass rushes. Yeah, they're missing Bosa, but they're still going to get after the QB, and 
I don't know, man. He he's looked bad. He's got three touchdowns and six interceptions, and they haven't really playing tough competition. They played the Redskins, Rams, and the Bengals. Yeah, the Rams are decent, and the uh, Redskins or gee, sorry, the football team. I'm sorry, not the Redskins. The football team. <laughs> they're just very good defense, but they're a shitty team. They're named the football team. Um, so I mean. I, I'm not a fan of wins. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't see this team being good. I think they're going to be near. The, they're going to be battling, honestly, Washington for the bottom of that or bottom of that conference just with the Giants. It's it's sad as it is. Dallas is going to walk away with that division, and it's just a it's just a shit stain to be honest. But when or should they have kept Foles? No, because that just wasn't sustainable in my opinion. But when do we see Hurts? I don't think we see Hurts at QB this season. I don't think they're just going to give up on Wentz. To be honest, like, I don't know what their whole plan is with that there, to be honest. Maybe they think Wentz is trash, too. Maybe maybe they will go with him, but I have a hard time seeing it right now just because they kept him from Foles and stuff. So, I don't know. I'd have a hard time seeing it kind of them make that move this season. If they really struggle, maybe. And then maybe late in the season we see it. But especially with no preseason and stuff, I have a hard time seeing him get installed as a QB this season. Maybe they look to trade Wentz in the offseason and install Hurts next season, but... I don't think Hertz is an end of QB to on top of that. So I don't know. I'm curious what Mark thinks on Hertz and though. Mark, I go to you. Um, I it's kind of hard right now for me because I'm a big Wince fan. I, I was going into the draft. I definitely thought he was better than Jared Goff. I still think he's better than Jared Goff. I don't care what the stats say. Jared Goff is a child at quarterback he still needs his hand held when he crosses the street but uh-huh. <laughs> no need to talk about Jared Goff um right now I I can't argue for Wentz he looks really bad he started out really bad um I kind of think a lot of it has to do with they have pretty much for the last two years haven't had consistent wide receiver play at all I mean for the recent couple of uh, weeks and even headed back to last season their best receiver has been Greg Ward Jr. who's been a converted receiver from quarterback uh, in college so I don't, I don't know what to think about Wentz. Maybe it's just the you know they just haven't had consistent play at the skill positions. Um, also their offensive line's really banged up I think that could be a part of it uh, as far as Nick Foles Hell no, I don't think they should have kept Nick Foles. I don't think that guy's good. Obviously, he bounces from team to team. He's literally the definition of a journeyman as far as NFL quarterbacks. He's, I think he's been on like three teams in the last three seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So I definitely mm-hmm. think they should have kept Nick Foles. But the Jalen Hurts thing, I don't know if we see him this season. But I really do think this is Wentz's last season as an Eagle. I have that feeling. I know Eagles fans are going to hate to hear that because they will argue Carson Wentz till the death. Me and Jake talk about this all the time. The Eagles, if Wentz has a good game and they lose, and Dak has a a bad game and they even win, they're just they just want to shit talk Dak and they just want to shit talk the Cowboys. Um. So I, but I do personally think this is Wentz last season as an Eagle. I don't think they wasted a second round pick on Jalen Hurts for, for nothing. I think they seen something in him. Maybe they see some of that, you know, Lamar Jackson potential where they can run this 
pistol run heavy scheme, uh, you know, and just depend on their defense. So I, like I said, I don't think we see Jalen Hurts this season, but next season, I really, I would go. There's a 75% chance that next season Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles week one. I'm definitely seeing uh, Jalen Hurts possibly coming in a little bit even earlier. I'm talking about probably during the end of the season. If the Eagles really continue on to how they've been playing and Wentz continues on, I just don't see why not give Jalen Hurts a chance, especially going into later parts of the season, especially around maybe week 13, week 14, around that time, because – of the simple fact of Wentz continues to step this up and the Eagles know they're not going to win the division. And it's a weak division, by the way. And what NFC East completely has nobody right now um, over 500 as we speak. So it's still a chance. But if the Eagles keep up this play, I just don't see Wentz being there. Uh, I obviously love Wentz as a um, quarterback, especially how he um, go through progressions and basically how he can play. I don't think he's overrated I do progress and he's just not playing well this season part of it is more um offensive line being banged up another thing is personally I think this whole Eagles thing was literally just uh they got extremely freaking lucky I mean without Foles stepping in they're not winning that without Foles playing the best football any quarterbacks really played in the playoffs in recent memory quite frankly like that guy was making every single throw with guys nailing him every single play it didn't matter like that dude was he was the freaking Madden NFL QB out there like he made every throw you'd want and pumped like a 99 on the ratings like he was insane and they're not going to get that ever again from any QB that they ever have and they don't have the same roster so I mean is Doug Peterson a one-year wonder I I I can't say yes or no, but I don't think Frank Reason was the reason for their Super Bowl either. I just think they just got really lucky, quite frankly. I think it's just one of those moments, kind of like back in the day. I just you get lucky. Like some quarterbacks aren't built to win, and they just find ways to win. It's just you're not. It's not going to happen often. You normally you need one of those top two QBs to win, but every once in a while they just kind of peek through, kind of the ceiling, and it's like, hey, I won a Super Bowl. Look at me. And then they disappear for 20 years. And obviously the Eagles knew that wasn't sustainable. They got rid of him real quick. They thought Wentz was the answer, but now he's not. But then you think, you think about it, Peterson hasn't brought them back. So maybe he's not exactly good, a good coach either because he's not elevating anything on that team right now. They're not elevating any players, any any young talent really. Like no one's stepping up to kind of say that they're going to do it again. So I don't think really it's anyone's problem, but I don't think anyone's there that's elite in any aspect of their coaching strategies. Mark, I'll go to you. Um, I actually do kind of think it's on Doug Peterson. I kind of do think he's a one-hit wonder. Um, I think Frank Wright was a huge reason. If you kind of look, like Jake said, the reason not only I feel like because of Foles. Foles was crazy um, in that uh, playoff run, but also a lot of people forget if he wouldn't have tore his ACL, Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP. His numbers and the, their record, it was nuts. And he, you got to remember, he was locked in to win the MVP. Now, is he the guy that would have won them the Super Bowl? I don't know, but I think the thing that actually won the Super Bowl, other than Nick Foles being insane, 
is the fact that on offense, they really had this super aggressive approach to where like third and, you know, like fourth and fourth and three at their own 50. They didn't give a shit. They were going for it. Like they just played aggressive. They played to win and they didn't play not to lose. And I think that's what kind of lifted them and prevailed them to winning the Super Bowl. And if you notice, Frank Wright's kind of took that mentality with them to the Colts. If you watch Colts games, they're very aggressive offensively. Fourth and twos, fourth and threes, those situations, even with Phillip Rivers' sorry ass, they'll go for it. They don't care. That's what they that's what <laughs> that's what that guy believes in. He believes in aggression and he plays to win. And if you if you notice, I feel like that that mentality has kind of left the Eagles. And not to mention the fucking Philly special. And that guy's Frank Wright's never running that fucking play. I mean, not Frank Wright, but Doug Peterson's never running that shit. So, personally, I think Doug Peterson's a one-hit wonder. I think maybe he has about two more seasons left in Philly, and I think they give his ass the can. And I think he's going to take a lot of the blame for this Wentz falling off thing because Wentz was looking really good and now kind of looks like shit. I got to say, Doug Peterson is definitely a one-year wonder. I think Frank Reich, as you said, Mark, is the biggest reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl. The offense is was tremendous, especially with him. As you said, it was more aggressive. It ran more of an RPO scheme, uh, if anything, and they was just basically abusing that against the Patriots and finding ways to basically score um, throughout the regular season, especially with Carson Wentz. That what led to Carson Wentz basically being the MVP, and more importantly, um, having options to basically run the ball, um, tricking defense, and basically having a good arm, and also just escaping out of the pocket and doing whatever he needs to do to basically get his team to win. And again, the aggressive approach of the Eagles is not there anymore. You can just tell by how they run the offense. You can tell by how stagnant it is trying to move the ball off the field. The care of basically, um, you know, executing plays is not even there anymore. I, I think a lot of it falls on Doug Peterson. Um, just basically not being as talented as everybody thought he would be. Um, and basically Frank Rice going to the Colts. And you can see how the Colts offense has been playing. It's been really phenomenal how they can run the ball um, and also design plays for their um, passing game still to basically continue to go. Um, I just think that Doug Peterson just isn't that coach that everybody thought he was. And for sure, I think he's going to be out of here probably by next year, if not next year or next season, um, definitely a season from now, like Mark says. So, guys, that is the Eagles and 49ers right there. We are going on to our Monday night football game, and we have a really going to – it's going to be a really high-octane offensive game between the Falcons and the Packers. Um, Atlanta Falcons, as you guys know, choked another game um, from – Week two and week three, literally <laughs> losing to the Chicago Bears in convincing fashion. I mean, like convincing fashion. I mean, they had to lead almost by by 18 points and lost that completely. But enough about the Falcons. Let's just go on first to the Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers playing with a chip on his shoulder, knowing that the um, they had the quarterback of the future? on the bench right now, or is it just him being Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to start with you, Jake. 
Uh, I said it in our, I think our first NFL podcast that Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and be a top two, three NFL or MVP candidate straight, straight up. He's pissed off. He's still a good QB. People just think he's washed up for whatever reason. I mean, he was still damn good last year. He didn't put up the gaudy stats you're used to with Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, he still put up 26 touchdowns and four interceptions in the two last years combined. He's still thrown 51 and six picks. Like that's still damn good numbers for any quarterback. So, I mean, he's still got good numbers and now, I mean, he's already thrown nine touchdowns a season. I mean, this dude's, this dude's pissed off straight up. You can't say that other way. He's, he's mad. He even said in the off season, he didn't really understand it. It is, it is, but he didn't go out there and play football. I, I don't know if he's going to end his career here. I, I don't really see it, but I think for this year, he's going to go out there and give it his all. And he's going to get them deep into the playoffs again. They almost, I mean, they were in the NFC championship last year. They just ran into a hot Niners team on the road and they are a terrible road team last year. If they had the game at home, maybe they had a better chance, but I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs. I'm, I mean, I, I hope we get a Seahawks kind of uh, Packers matchup because I think they're right now the two best teams in the NFC. But I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, regardless, he's in a – those two are the top two guys. Russell and Rodgers, they're going to be the MVPs. And it's very likely going to be Russ, but don't be surprised if Rodgers wins this shit. He's pissed off, and it's it's kind of like what Favre did back in the day. Like, Favre wasn't happy they drafted him, but he's going to force love to the bench for a few years or he's going to be kicked out. Either one, but he's not gonna. They're not gonna replace him because he's not gonna play good. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna play at MVP level. Mark, I go to you. Um, I, this guy has a chip on his shoulder. Um, I could. I had the same feeling as Jake. We talked about it. Um, I did not understand what in the hell they were doing during that draft. I I wasn't too shocked with the Jordan Love. Uh, pick in the first round because I think they've kind of always had him as a possibility to move on from Rodgers, so they took maybe their future. But still, I think they're in a situation to win now, and I don't know what the hell they were doing in their second round. Um, I know we talked about it before. Jake thought that them getting A.J. Dillon means they're going to let um, Aaron Jones walk. I kind of think that would be a mistake. I mean, I'm not too much for paying running backs. But Aaron Jones, I think, fits them well. He's good in the passing game and the running game. So I think with that pick, they could have took a receiver, which is a big need for the Packers. I mean, outside of Devontae Adams, their second go-to guy is uh, Lazard. And don't get me wrong, you know, he's been playing well, but I think 99, 99.99% of that is Aaron Rodgers. So – I think this guy's been playing with a chip on his shoulder. You don't want to get me talent and surround me with talent now. I'll fucking prove you wrong. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be play pissed, and I'm going to show you I'm still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. And even though Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way to win MVP. I think it's a mixture of both completely. Aaron Rodgers is playing with a chip on his shoulder and just being Aaron Rodgers just in general, man. This man has always been a good quarterback. I don't see why a lot of people are saying that he's washed. He always has one of the highest QB ratings, always have the um, always leading his team to always um, getting near close to the playoffs, if not going into the playoffs and going a little bit deeper into the playoffs usually. Um Again, the the replacement being drafted with Jordan Love in the first round for the Packers, I just see as it has Aaron Rodgers basically having that chip on the shoulder, knowing that his replacement is there. Um, it's kind of the same mentality that if you 
can recall Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes, especially when the Chiefs were questioning if Alex Smith even can, you know, deliver as the Chiefs quarterback. He played kind of good, if not solid, throughout that season. Basically had a hot start. I think Aaron Rodgers came in, but the only difference is Aaron Rodgers has been doing this, and he's going to continue doing this um, for, I believe, multiple seasons. I don't think the Packers go to Jordan Love this season or not even next season. I think he's going to go through that. Um, Brett Favre with the same thing with Aaron Rodgers, how he was basically developing off the bench and um, basically just watching the game. And I think Jordan Love is going to basically do the same thing. Now, here's a question for you guys, and especially I know you guys are uh, completely um, clowning, memeing, and a lot of people are memeing the the hell out of the Falcons right now, especially on Twitter, especially on Instagram. Do you think it's time to blow it up? Do you think it's time to fire Dan, um, Dan Quinn? Do you think it's time to trade Julio Jones? Is it a rebuild in the Atlanta Falcons right now? And Mark, I'm going to start with you. It's definitely time to blow it up. It's been time to blow it up since last year. I don't know how the hell they kept Dan Quinn as their head coach. And somebody, please, please free my guy, Julio Jones, man. I think Julio is just wasting his talent on this team. They continue to stink. I think it's time for them to rebuild. I'd like to see Julio get on a team where they're contending every year because I think he's that good of a a receiver. I think he's the best receiver in the league, and I would like to see him on a contending team. Uh, I doubt they would trade him within the NFC. Uh, Maybe an AFC team goes for him. You know, obviously, I'd love my team to go for him. The Colts, we have a lot of cap space. Uh, I think we're going to be looking to contend. I don't know if we would trade for him right now because, I I mean, if Phillip Rivers would get him the ball, he would definitely be involved with our offense, and he would open up the running game for, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor and uh, get T.Y., uh, draw some of the double teams away from T.Y. Hilton. So I would love to see Julio get traded, and I definitely think it's time for them to move on Dan Quinn. They've blown too many leads. They It seems like a routine. It honestly, from a week-to-week thing, whenever they get a big lead, it's almost – like they go out there and they get in the huddle and it's like, all right, guys, how can we make this look funnier than the last time? Because it almost looks like they're throwing the games. I don't know what the hell they do. It just seems to be a continuous thing since they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots. So I think it's time to blow it up, get those guys the hell out of there, start tanking, get some younger talent in there. Matt Ryan's getting older and start rebuilding. Jake, I go to you. Yep. I mean, this team's ass all the way around. There's nothing good about this team, but about Julio Jones and a few players. I mean, quite frankly, there's Calvin Ridley's a good player as well. There's a few others, but I mean, there's nothing else you're looking forward to this future straight up. They have a lot of holes. And when you have a team like this, that just has that kind of monkey on their back. They just continuously choke games. You don't, and you don't stop doing that. That's just, that's part of your mentality. It's part of who you are. And they're not going to get over that until they literally get a new coach. They get a new QB. They get a whole new system. They get a whole new culture. They're going to have to literally start from scratch. This whole team needs to just literally blow the hell up. Everything needs to change. They're not going to get better until then. And the longer they stick with it, the longer it's going to take for them to get out of it. 
and they're just kind of playing with themselves because they think, oh, you know, we have all this talent. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. But guess what? You're not. You haven't been good. You were good one year, and you blew a damn, what, 28-3 lead? Good job. So what happened since then? You've blown another 20-point lead, a 16-point lead, and now you're getting me inconsistently because that's who you are. It doesn't change. It will never change. No one will look at you differently, and you won't be in the playoffs because you're not as good as the NFC team. Simple as that. They're not going to go anywhere this year. They're not going anywhere next year. Julio's getting a year older. So is Matt Ryan. There's no reason to keep this going. You blow it up right now. I said, if you're the Falcons, you completely blow it up. And I agree with both of you guys. Again, it just seems as though, even though the Atlanta Falcons are uh, really good offensively, um, very terribly defensively, regardless of that, Dan Quinn is supposed to be this really good defensive um, coach coming in and leading the squad, I just don't see the Atlanta Falcons doing anything um, in the coming weeks to basically change anything. They cannot finish games to, for the life of them, basically giving up games to the Chicago Bears, who are really, and again, as I said, really bad. I feel like a really bad offensive team um, in general, or depending on how they're, you know, who's their quarterback, especially with Mitchell Trubisky not playing good, and then Nick Foles coming in and completely rigging to come back to them. I just think their team completely needs to blow up. Matt Ryan getting completely old to the point where I don't even trust him as a quarterback. Before I could, now I can't. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones is a great wide receiver um, tandem, but I just feel as though Julio just needs to go. Like, get as much um, overhaul as you can for Julio Jones, especially him being um, – a lot of people are going to agree with this as well, being the number one receiver in the NFL. Um, and pretty much just see where you can go from there, see where you can get, see what young players you can get in the draft, um, and then just basically just blow it up and find a new head coach that can basically lead a culture in the Atlanta Falcons because this ain't it completely. I, I don't think Dan Quinn is cut out for the job, especially if you can't finish um, as a head coach for – your team, especially when you have a big lead going into a lot of games um, this season. So I think it's definitely time to blow it up. Number three, though, you're going to have for, for our questions for this Falcons and Packers game. Are the Packers good enough to make a Super Bowl run? Are they just the same Packers? Are they just going to be floating out there as one of the good NFC teams that always make it to the playoff um, every year and can never get back to the Super Bowl glory and or at least make it to the Super Bowl or can they make a Super Bowl run with Aaron Rodgers and um, the team right now? And I'm going to bring that question up to you, Jake. I, I do think they can make it. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, I think they're going to be kind of in that road to kind of meeting up with the Seahawks in the, uh, the NFC Championship Series or NFC Championship game, quite frankly. I don't think the Bears are going to be holding much of a threat at 3-0, I think their time is going to be slowly kind of coming to, at best, 500. I mean, they have three wins now, so it's not going to be too tough to get to 500, but I don't see them much better than that. And after that, you're looking at the Lions and Minnesota. They're going to be – they're two of the worst teams in football after the two teams playing on Thursday night football. I mean, they're just terrible. Right. So this team's going to be a cakewalk, quite frankly, quite frankly, through the whole season. The Seahawks have a tough division. I could see the Seahawks lose just a game or two just in the division. Obviously, a, few, a game or two out of the division as well. And I could see the Packers grab that one seed just based off going undefeated in the division with six free easy wins for the most part. And I, if they get the home game, 
I'll give them the edge and I think they can get there. But if it's on the road, I don't trust the Packers on the road. They struggled there last year. They just have trouble on the road and going on the playoffs on the road. Who knows if there's going to be fans at that point, but even not just traveling just seems to be that issue for them. So I, I'll take whoever kind of gets that home game and got to make that Super Bowl run. But I do think they're going to match up in that final uh, NFC Championship game. Mark, I go to you. Uh I'm the opposite of Jake on this one. Personally, I think it's the same old Packers. I just don't think they have enough talent offensively. I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be all up to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and can they, uh, you know, keep this team alive. And, you know, Devontae Adams is really good, damn good. I, until this season, didn't even give him enough credit that he deserved. He's really good, an elite route runner, one of the best in the league. But I just think, you know, same old Packers. I just think they'll fall apart. I kind of put them in the same category as the Saints. Really good team. But the, when it comes down to it, I think they'll just find a way to lose. That's all I Sorry can really question. say, man. Okay. If they're not making it, who the mm-hmm. fuck is? <laughs> There's literally three teams I could even dream of making it. No one in the NFC East. If Maybe the Cowboys figure it out, but they look like shit. Maybe they do. Like I said, no one in the NFC East or NFC North is making it by the Packers. NFC South, do we really think the Bucks are going to make it? We kind of discussed that earlier on. We None of us really saw that. The Saints, you just said you don't trust them. <laughs> Falcons? No. Um, Panthers? <laughs> and then we're on the know. NFC West where the Seahawks are winning it. I mean, we don't think the Niners are going to be that great. We think they're in a little bit of trouble. So, I mean, who else can do this shit? You know what? As, as goofy as this is going to fucking sound, man, I think I would trust the Cowboys over the Packers right now. I can't do it. Uh, nah, I can't. <laughs> I Look, man. Jerry, Look, I, need, man. I, I think you need to go to a hospital, get your brain checked, my friend. <laughs> I, that, that's a hell no for me. Look, dude, we obviously know Rodgers is way more skilled than, um, you know, Dak Prescott. I don't think mm-hmm. Dak's bad. No, I don't he's, think he's Dak's fine. Bad. I don't think Dak's bad either. Okay. I'll say this about the Cowboys. They're an elite Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah, but they just got to not choke one time. You got to hope that. <laughs> not one time. Look, man. That secondary kind of kind of bad, though, right now. I don't know. I don't know, man. And they are and that is the thing that will hurt them. I mean, I, I could see, like I said, they're definitely an, an option. They have the talent to get there. And, like, there's not many options in the NFC. Like, there's, like I said, four, maybe five options. If the Saints can get right, they're an option too. But the Dallas will be there. They're going to be in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I just I, – I like the Cowboys over the Packers right now. I don't know why. I, I just do. I, I think, for me, the equalizer and the difference maker is Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's tough in the playoffs. He, he, they get tough in the playoffs. If if they can get a lead, they can start to hold leads and stuff because they can just hand the ball off to Zeke. And I mean, they have the talent to work anything, any real offensive game. But if they can't stop the pass, it's going to be tough when you're going up against, I mean, Russ and then Rodgers. Yeah, they don't have the receivers. But if you're letting Rodgers just kind of pick you apart with not great uh, pass defense, it's going to be tough on you. But there's like there's not many teams in contention in the NFC or Straight up. I mean, we're ignoring the Niners. They're still an option. I'm, I, I'll, I'll say it. I mean, they're definitely still an option, but 
we don't really see it. I mean, if they get hot, they're not, they're, they're not a tough stretch. They're not going to get any home games in the playoffs. They're going to go through the wild card. They're going to have to go through tough games. And I don't know. It's going to be a tough road for them. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I, again, like, I see the Packers basically making it. And going back to the, the to the third question, I see the Packers actually having a chance to make a Super Bowl run this season because, as Jake said, it's pretty much – a very bad fitting and and um NFC right now. The only team that you really can say is like a definite contender or a definite person, a definite team that can make it is definitely Seahawks. I just don't see any other teams um really pushing besides from the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Packers. That's really it. That's the four teams. Right. And I don't even think the Buccaneers um, are I think the Packers one of the four, quite frankly. No, me neither. I don't think no, nah, I don't I mean, they, they have – like, Brady will be good in the playoffs, it, but – good. Is that more because of the defense? Yeah, their defense is shit. Their defense is shit, and Understand. I don't trust anyone on that team other than Brady in the playoffs. Like, no one has been in a good situation like that. Like, they don't have a great running game. They don't have a good offensive line. They're going to get exposed in the playoffs. You're really relying on a Brady who's in a new system at all. He'll be used to it by then, obviously, but it's – they don't have the team built to go deep in the playoffs, in my opinion. They can win a game or two because there's, they could get a good matchup. But if they match up against, like, the Niners, they match up against the, even Dallas, they're not going to – I don't think they can put up points with Dallas, quite frankly. Yeah, they both are going to struggle on defense, and I think Dallas just outscores them. I think they're just in trouble, quite frankly, with a lot of matchups that teams will be in the playoffs. I think – I honestly think literally it's just the NFC is kind of, like, as I said, just Seahawks, Packers, Saints, and just a potentially of a, uh, like you said, a, a fourth team that can possibly enter the mix. But again, I'll be honest. Um, I keep saying there's it. There's not much out there. No, there's not. And I'll keep saying it. And we haven't said them yet. I, I just have a weird feeling, and I fucking hate Goff too. He's ass. But I have a weird feeling that the Rams are playing <laughs> I wanted good. To say, I wanted to say the Rams. I wanted They're to playing so good. Bad. And they always play the Seahawks well, too. Like, they're always just a tough matchup for the Seahawks. So, I mean, I don't know. I could see it. Like, they're not great, but McVay's doing some good stuff with their offense. Again, I've been kind of just watching their offense a bit. And they are they have more movement. They're not really stagnant as much anymore. They have – I mean, the receivers are playing well. They got Cup and Woods. And Higby's becoming a threat as well in the red zone and everything. And then Darrell Henderson's looking alive. If they can ever get Cam Akers going, they have a little 200 monster there. And they have Brown kind of get those red zone carries. But – Goff, like we said, Goff's a hidden kind of guy behind McVay. He's not doing much for you, but if he can kind of just play that puppet role, they have, I'll keep saying it, they have two of the best defenders in the league, and they still have pretty good defenders around them as well. So, I mean, you get them in the playoffs, and they turn into a matchup nightmare because you're dealing with the best pass rusher in the NFL with freaking Aaron Donald, and then you're dealing with one of the best or the best corners in the NFL, and it's just tough to deal with. you got to go away from your best options at that point. It's, they make it tough on you. Mark, I'm, I, I just want to get your opinion on the Rams before we move on to our game picks. <laughs> I know, Jared. I know, Jared. Goff. I understand. Continue, but I mean, <laughs> do you think the Rams actually have a chance making it to <laughs> an NFC Conference Championship game? No. That'll be that'll be it. A very it. simple. I'll bet you okay, right I'll, now. I'll bet your ass right now. The Rams go deeper than the Cowboys. 
Ten bucks, slam it. That. Fuck you. Ten yeah, bucks, easy. slam it. I'll go, I'll go as high as you want. All Ten right. bucks, I'll slam all it. Right. Right. I will, I will put all I'm my gonna... money in the McVeigh basket, and you take all the McCarthy dick you want. That dude's butter. <laughs> I will... Now, I'm not taking it, but I'll set your ass 10 bucks right now. You got okay. it. You got it. You got it. This will this will be stamped on for the rest of the season. I hope you guys know that. I will basically write this down to the day of the conference championship game, and we will review this tape Ooh, when we're doing the podcast. Game, ooh, a lot of shit went wrong. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to the game picks. You guys cracked me up, man. I'm sorry. You're going to go to the game picks right here, and let's go to our weekly pick pick tracker right here, and we're going to go to our week four schedule, and let's get it started. Broncos versus Jets, who you guys got? I'm going to go with you, Mark. Uh, I'm going with the sorry-ass Jets, man. The Broncos, they're really banged up. They're starting somebody at quarterback who I don't know, and he probably shouldn't be playing. At least I know Sam Darnold can play, and he, I think, deserves to be out there. I'll go with the Jets. Second that statement, Jake. I second that statement. I'm going – and I'm definitely going with the Broncos. I just feel like the running game is going to completely destroy the Jets. The Jets have, have yet to basically guard anything as a fly as recently. That's the only reason why I'm going Broncos in this one. Okay, to cut, we so have Seahawks before, versus Dolphins. Before you go, go, before you go on, don't mm-hmm. cut, don't don't cut this out. Before before we uh, mm-hmm. keep going, I wanted to tell the people that from now on, instead of just picking the teams outright, I feel like that's a little easy. We're going to be more difficult, and we're going to pick with the spreads. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. All right now, we got the Broncos and the Jets even. We got the Seahawks versus the Dolphins. They have a six point five advantage. The Seahawks. Who you guys got in this one? I'm taking the Seahawks. Seahawks. Mark? Seahawks, 100% sure. That's a full sweep. We got Vikings versus Texans. It is an even game. Who you got right here for you, Jake? I don't know how the fuck this game's even, but I don't know if this game's even going to get played because of that COVID kind of situation. <laughs> but if this game does get played and it's even, put your entire life savings on this game because the Vikings are fucking trash and the Texans are 0-3 and, and they're not losing another game with Deshaun at the helm. Trust me, they're not losing this game. I'll, I'll bet anyone else any money they want, more than $10 or anything they fucking want. They're not losing this game. Put everything you got in this game. Mark? Yeah, I'll double that. I'd bet 55 million bucks the Texans are winning this game. Oh, oh. The Vikings secondary Damn, is the shittiest go- thing I've seen this season. The shittiest. It's a bunch of young players, man. It's no experience whatsoever. Give me the Texans. Texans definitely destroying the Vikings and Kurt family member not doing nothing about it. You got Jags versus the Bengals. The Bengals with a three-point advantage over the Jags. Who you guys got in this one? <sighs> Never thought I'd be taking the Bengals lying three, but give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals as well. In this one, I think Joe Burrow goes out there and gets his first win. Mark, I'll go with you. Which Who you got? Tell you right now, I'm taking the Jags. I like uh, what the Jags oh. are bringing. Yeah, I like what the Jags are bringing to the table. Um, Joe Burrow looks looking pretty solid at quarterback, but the Bengals are one of the worst uh, teams against the run, and that rookie running back, Robinson, right now mm-hmm. is hot. and He's running the ball well. I think they're going to run the ball. You're going to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. It's going to be a kind of a low-scoring game. I'm going to go with the Jags. 
Got you on that one. We have the Steelers versus Titans, and that's an even game. That's going to be a really exciting game to really watch. Who you guys got right here? Jake, I'll go with you. I think this is the Steelers, to be honest. They're one of the better run defenses in the league. They don't give up many 100-yard rushers. Maybe Henry can do that. That dude's a fucking bowling ball. But I take the Steelers here. They, they're looking good this year so far. Mark, I go with you. Same, same, going with the Steelers. Like Jake said, one of the best run defenses. Disciplined, always have been. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Steelers. I got the Titans on this one, guys. I honestly think the Titans pass game could produce something. And, yes, Steelers have been blitzing um, hell of a lot of quarterbacks um, this season. They're one of the top teams and basically stopping the run, but also blitzing in general. Um, but I just feel as though the Titans can basically throw them off. They're Titans, one of the best teams in the NFL right now in terms of play action. They run play action like it's their life dependent on it, and they have the um, suitable quarterback for it. I think Derrick Henry um, could basically sell the running game despite the Steelers being a really good run, running team or run defense team. I got the Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas will have 4.5 advantage over the Browns. What do you guys got in this one? Ah, weed them boys. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, the Browns are – the Browns are just – the Browns. Give me the Cowboys. <laughs> Give me the boys, definitely for sure. Ravens versus the Washington football team. Ravens with a 13-point advantage over the Washington football teams. Who you guys got in this one? Sorry, you, Jake. I'll be honest, I really want to take the Washington team here. If the Ravens were to win last week, I would have. Line 13 a lot for any game. But, man, they're fucking bad. And the Ravens are pissed off that win. They're not going to go out there and lie an egg again. They're going to go out there and put up points. And Lamar's going to go out there and want to put up three, four, five touchdowns. And they're going to win this game by 20-plus. Give me the Ravens. Mark? This is a game where the Ravens can front run. They can put up their stats. Lamar will throw two touchdowns, and everybody will be like, oh, my God, he can pass. He can't, but they're going to win the game. They're going to run the ball. They'll play with the lead. They'll play their style of football, and I think they'll win by about 17 points. I say this game is a blowout, and Ravens get this one 100%. Sure, Washington football team has no chance against the Ravens right now. I'm going to go with the Colts versus the Bears. Who you guys got in this one? The Colts have a 2.5 advantage, and this one's going to be a really good one. I'll start with you, Mark. Um, I hate to do it, but I got to pick against my team in this one. The Bears seem really rejuvenated to get Foles out there and get rid of Trubisky, so I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah, I think it'll be the Bears. I think it'll be the Bears as well. I'm kind of shocked the Colts are getting two and a half point favorite here. I mean, the Bears are obviously three zero, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan of them, like I mentioned. But the Colts haven't exactly lit the world on fire either. I mean, they have a good defense right now, but I still have question marks on their kind of just team in general. But yeah, I'm taking the Bears. I got the Bears for this one for sure. Bears defense has been playing really well. Nick Foles has been emerging. And I, I just think the Colts' defense is there, but I just honestly think the Bears' defense outweighs more of the Colts' offense. So I'm going to give me the Bears. Saints versus Lions on this one. Saints, four-point advantage against the Detroit Lions. Who you guys got? Jake, I'll start with you. Saints. Mark? Saints. 
Give me Saints as well. Yeah, I don't think there's no question about that game. Cardinals versus Panthers. Cardinals 3.5 advantage over the Panthers. Right? Who are you? Who you guys got in this one? I, I got the Cardinals personally. I think they're going to be just ready to go for another game. Panthers just out to prove it. These are games where he wants to put up good, uh, big stats, gets good points. These are must wins for the team like this when they want to get out there and just have a chance at the playoffs. So it's it's Cardinals here. Mark. Sam, give me the midget. Give me Kyler. You're in the midgets, huh? <laughs> I, I got the Cardinals in this one, especially with the Panthers. Chargers versus Buccaneers, with the Buccaneers being a seven-point advantage. Who you guys got for this one? Um, I'll tell you what. You. Yeah, go ahead. Tell you what. Tell you what. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick – I picked the Chargers, and I picked them to cover the spread. The hell with that. Chargers are winning the game. I see it. I, like I don't know. They you, might not you win dro- it. You dropped your nuts. <laughs> they might not win nuts. it, but this game's going to be damn close. I think another game with Herbert, I'm assuming they're going to go back to him. I, I don't know if um, Tyrod's ready from that injection. What is he good? I have no clue on that whatsoever. Oh, okay. The injury report has yet to come out, so I have no clue. Yeah, he's probably still recovering from that needle to the freaking chest. So I will be taking the Chargers with a spread. I don't know if they went out right, but it will not shock me. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. I got the Bucks in this one. I honestly think Brady uh, Brady offense against a Chargers team, even though the Chargers team or Chargers defense is really good. I just see the Bucks offense outweighing what the Chargers can do. Um Offensively as well, I think this is going to be a possession game for Tom Brady and, and the rest of the Bucks crew, and I think they pull out the W. But it's going to be a hell of a close game for sure. I can tell you that. Giants versus the Rams. Rams with I think the highest odds besides from the Ravens right now. Uh, Rams with a twelve point advantage over the Giants. Who you guys got in this one, Mark? I start with you. The Giants are fucking terrible. I'll take the Rams. Yeah, like I said, the Ram the Rams are going off this year. They're looking good. They're using a lot of just scheming in their offense again, and it's too much for the Giants right now. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams on this one. Patriots versus Chief, a really good one as well. Seven point advantage for the Chiefs. But we all know Bill Belichick is not gonna stand for that. Who you guys got in this one? Jake, I'll start with you. I think the Chiefs win, but I'm taking the Patriots with a spread. I think it's probably going to be a pretty comfortable win for the Chiefs, and the Patriots will likely cover late. But don't be shocked that Patriots put up a good fight. I just think after facing Lamar and then going to face Cam Newton, the Chiefs are going to be pretty prepared for this kind of style of QB. It's not like they're going to be really sneaking up on them. So I do think the Chiefs will have this pretty easily, but give me the Patriots in a little backdoor action. Mark? I don't bet against my homeboy. I'll take the Chiefs. And I got the Chiefs in this one for sure against the Patriots. We got the Bills versus the Raiders in a surprising twist. I think the Raiders have a 2.5 advantage over the Bills. Who you guys got in this one? Yeah, Vegas is fucking drunk. I'll say that. I don't I don't know where they see the Raiders. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I don't know how <laughs> the Bills are underdogs in the situation. The Raiders are fine. They're, they're looking good this year, but I don't know, man. I think the Raiders are going to struggle versus that defense. That defense is good, and Josh Allen is playing, other than Mahomes and Russ and Rodgers, he's 
he might, he's going to be in that MVP conversation right now, too. He's playing some of the freaking elite football, quite frankly. He's looked good. He brought them back last week against the Rams and a good defense. He's he's taking that next step. I'll take the pay, or I'll, I'll take the Bills. Mark. Uh, Vegas is very, very, can I say very one more time? Very drunk. When I wake up tomorrow morning, I will make sure I slam the Bills. Oh, I just slammed it right now. Yeah, I'll be slamming the Bills. <laughs> I will take the Bills. I'm taking Buffalo on this one. Josh Allen just looking really good. Defense is looking really good. I don't see the Raiders putting up much of a fight against the Bills, even though offense is looking good. I just see the Bills getting it. Eagles versus 49ers for the Sunday night game. Who you got, 49ers or Eagles? Niners with a seven-point advantage. Jake, I'll start with you. Um, I think I'll take the Niners here. They, they're looking good. They're playing against some banged-up teams. The last week, last week, like we said earlier, the Jets and the Giants. And the Eagles are no different. The Eagles, like we said, are a shit show, and they're not looking good right now. The Niners, they just have good coaching. They are just kind of a system that you plug guys in. We're not a system that has elite players other than Kittle. So, I mean, you just kind of have players that are capable of doing the same type of stuff, just maybe at a little lesser kind of level, and you're going to be fine through those little kind of stretches. Yeah, we're not going to probably be in the Super Bowl or even Commerce Finals this season but or Commerce Championship, but it is what it is. I mean, they're going to win this game, and I think they cover the spread here as well. Mark, I'll go with you. I'm going to take the birds, and I'm going to take them to win the game outright. I think this game is just very important to them. Uh, I think their fans are getting sick and tired of this losing. Uh, the Eagles fans are very aggressive. Uh, like the Eagles are not home. Yeah, uh, they would They're get booed, they would get booed right off the fucking field if they lost this one. But I think the Eagles are going to rally together and they're going to get a, a much needed win. I don't see much changing. I think the 49ers pulled this one out even. With the bang-up injuries, I just think they always will have a game plan on how they approach teams and basically win. Even though they played one of the two worst teams in the NFL, I still think the confidence with them and basically how they play, I think the Niners pulled this one out for sure. We got our Monday night football game and our last um, game to basically pick from. Packers with a 7.5 advantage. Falcons, Packers, Packers at home. Who you guys got, Mark? I'll start with you. I mean, I'm not picking the Falcons, so I'll fucking take the Packers. The Falcons don't got a chance. God, no. Yeah, let, let, let me find out any motherfuckers taking the Falcons on a primetime game against Aaron Rodgers. I'll fucking <laughs> – I'll take all your money. Just hit me up somewhere. Like, I'll take all your money. Take me the Packers. Again, these Atlanta escorts, all they do is choke, man. Give me the Packers for sure. 100%. All right, guys, that should do it right here for our week four podcast. As you guys know, we're going to be looking into these games, especially going into next week. Um, is anything you guys want to say before we end off this podcast? Any final words, anything about your teams, any surprising players that you think is going to play really well? You may have your piece. Jake, I'll start with you. I just hope everyone stays healthy and we have fucking football next week. That's all I want. For sure. Mark, I'll go with you. Echoing the same as Jake, just for the love of God, can these players be smarter, uh, do what they're supposed to do after their games, practices, just go the fuck home, stay inside, wear a mask, because we just want to see football. 
being without sports for that five months was tough and just the the joys of having this NBA bubble was so much lifting and so positive and just made me happier and appreciate sports much more. And I think we need this football, need the guys to do what's right and get us some entertainment. So just hoping they stay healthy and we can keep this shit going because this is why we're doing the podcast. To be honest, we love sports. And you pretty much said most things for me right here. I hope every team basically stays healthy. Um, this disease has been con- completely controlling um, the world as it is, and pretty much the cancellation of sports at one at some point or some point into um, all these major sports industries, especially and uh, NBA and um, MLB and everybody else. I I just hope that football games continue on. Um, and no, nothing basically gets um, canceled. Nothing gets postponed because, man, we really need this, man. You don't understand. All right, guys, we're going to head out with the podcast. Appreciate you guys listening in to the Deep Zone podcast. We got a NBA podcast coming soon. Um, I can't wait to basically introduce that, guys. It's going to be a hell of a good one coming up soon. We wish you guys out. This is the Deep Zone podcast. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at DeepZonePod for all your sports news. Take care.